Righto, from JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher, good morning. Good morning, Mike. Geez, these migration numbers are interesting. I'm wondering if we um, didn't overrig it and it's cooling off a little bit here. Well, it, you know, it's hard to say. These are migration numbers released by Stats New Zealand yesterday. So these are for April. Um, and look, that the context here is we had that big migration surge and, and it sort of worked its way into the narrative and in a number of areas because it potentially affects housing demand, it affects labour supply. Uh, key issue at the moment is just how does it affect the overall level of demand in the, in the country. But, yeah, the release of these April numbers, the story just got a little more interesting because, look, it's, the, the difficulty interpreting that big migration surge was, you know, how, how do we assume, to what degree do we assume that that recent surge would be sustained? Mm -hmm. You know, would it last? Because um, that's a significant factor in how much it affects those issues that, that I just mentioned. So March numbers were very high, but the net migration has really cooled off in April. Yeah, I'll give the warning, though, as we always do with these migration numbers. You've got to be careful about overanalyzing them. They get revised again and again. And in this instance, the February numbers were revised higher. So, look, this is all very preliminary and subject to future revision. But net migration, Mike, in April, 5,785. That number was 13,000, just over 13,000 in March. So less than half the number from March to April. So it's a very big drop. Um, if I look at annual net migration, so lift the helicopter up, get a bigger picture, it's still going up. It's now at 72,000. Uh, that's the highest level we've seen since mid-2020. So sort of, I guess what does all this mean? Well, we have to open the door now to the possibility that the migration boom or boost is not going to be as large as could have been projected. So uh, the previous wisdom with this large net migration surge would be on balance inflationary. However, recall at the recent monetary policy survey, the RBNZ was quite relaxed about the inflationary impact. And if I refer back to those recent spending numbers that we talked about, uh, that seems to support the RBNZ view. Um, just within the numbers, Mike, it looks like OE is still very much a factor, still young people heading off overseas, as is the lure of Australia. Um, and actually sort of those um, residency um, issues just got a little bit easier over there, didn't they? Yep. Now, tourism numbers within there, Mike, they are cooling. They've been falling off since October 22. Uh, seasonally adjusted 222,000 uh, for the for the month, but lack of visitors uh, from China yep. still very evident. Speaking of China, they had a cut yesterday. Yeah, well, so they have a number of uh, levers that they can pull in terms of their monetary policy, and they had a surprise move yesterday on on some um, of those monetary policy levers. And we've been talking about uh, faltering demand or faltering the uh, the faltering economic rebound. Really, uh, People's Bank of China yesterday unexpectedly cut a series of different policy rates. This is ahead of addressing the key policy rates later this week. Uh, likely to be only part, I think, of more stimulus packages. China very much out of step with other central banks, which have got very tight monetary policy in place. You've got, uh, you have got some structural issues in, in China, Mike. You've got very high levels of local government debt, so it might restrict the, the types of stimulus that they can do. But you'd have to think that the stimulus stimulus measures have only just begun. We're going to see more of them. OK, and then the I, I think we're happy with the readout of America this morning, aren't we? Yeah, this is so CPI. Uh, CPI is slowing. There's just one little wrinkle here. Uh, so the headline number came in on expectations. So month on month rise 0.1, year on year 4%, which is good. Unfortunately, the core numbers 
So if we look at core CPI, we strip out the volatile factors, core CPI at 0.4 for the month and 5.3 for the year. So headline number is the lowest since March 2021. Uh, massive decline, Mike, in egg prices. The wow. largest decline in egg prices in 72 years. Wow. Uh, meat and dairy prices easing as well. But at the moment, just in terms of the overnight trading session, the market is focusing a little bit more on that high core number. So we're seeing uh, Treasury rates just creep up a little bit okay. overnight. Good to have the egg news, though. What are the um, numbers? <laughs> what would you do without the egg news? Um, yeah, Dow Jones, 34,227, up 160 points. So it likes the CPI outcome. That's about a half percent gain. The S&P 500, uh, 4,369, up 30 points, 0.71 percent up. And the Nasdaq, 13,550, up 88 points, 0.66. So they are loving those numbers. Uh, overnight, the FTSE 100, up 24 Point three percent, seven five nine four. The Nikkei up five hundred eighty four points overnight, one point eight percent, thirty three thousand and eighteen. Shanghai Composite up five, three two three three. Yesterday the Aussies uh, gained sixteen points on the ASX two hundred, seven one three eight was the close there, and we were up thirty seven points in the NZX fifty, closing at eleven thousand six hundred and fifty two. Kiwi dollar point six one four four against the US. Point nine zero eight one Aussie. Point five six nine five euro. Point four eight seven four pounds. Eighty six point one two Japanese yen. Gold one thousand nine hundred and forty three dollars and sixty five cents. And Brent crude just back up a little bit. Seventy four dollars and forty eight cents. See you tomorrow, Andrew Kelleher, JMOWealth.co.nz.